Have you ever wondered how financial professionals manage their money? As regular people, that's you and I, it can be difficult at the best of times. There's savings to worry about, working out a budget, making sure we have enough to pay for our daily expenses, on top of ensuring we have enough to live on in our retirement. Obviously, many of us are not financial professionals, so make do the best way we can. From trying to learn about financial literacy, the positive impact that compounding interest can have on our investments, and figuring out the best budget to suit our needs. And here's the question. Do finance professionals handle their personal finances the same way we do? Or are they more responsible and less susceptible to temptations? What do they do differently to successfully manage their money? Welcome to Pocketful of Dirhams. I'm Felicity Glover, the personal finance editor at The National. Joining me today is Fazila Gopalani, the head of the Association of Chartered Certified Accountants in the Middle East, who's here to help us learn how to manage our money like a finance pro. But before we begin, don't forget to subscribe to Pocketful of Dirhams on your favorite podcasting app. Welcome to the show, Fazila. Thank you very much for having me here. You're welcome. So I'm really interested to know if you were taught about money growing up or was it something that you had a natural affinity for? I'm a daughter of an accountant. and I think that statement says it all. So it wasn't something that I had an interest in. It, I always say that accounting was in my blood. Um, my father was an accountant. I'm an accountant and my children would both be accountants. And so we were raised in a quite a conscious family where money was discussed um, from a young age. Okay, so you must be all brilliant then with your personal finances. <laughs> so I have a saying that I live by, if you fail to plan, you're planning to fail. And that's sort of a mantra that I have had drilled in me. And, you know, naturally becoming a chartered accountant, planning and budgeting is a crucial element of the studies. And therefore, if you can't apply that into your personal life, then there is something seriously wrong on uh, in that area. So with regards to my personal finances, you know, everything is planned, budgeted, and there are investment plans so that there isn't any situation that I haven't foreseen um, that might happen. So I'm quite on the ball in that area. Okay. So, I mean, so you would have like emergency funds set up as well, sinking funds, you know, all those, you know, things that people try to, you know, have in their financial lives, but quite often they find it difficult. Yes, for sure. So, I mean, in, in very simple terms, you could say, number one, savings is very important. So I do have a saving account. Every month money gets transferred into that. There is a sort of emergency go-to fund if, you know, God forbid, needed anything from. I also believe in, you know, not having a sort of pension fund, but making your own, meaning investments in properties so that, you know, 10, 15, 20 years down the line when I'm ready to retire, that I've got some investments that will be able to, you know, take care of my financial needs into my old age. But I think what's really key is doing a monthly analysis um, of my expenses. So once the credit card statements come through in the bank statements, I sit and do a quick, it takes, you know, one or two hours, a quick analysis of how much money I've spent and in which, you know, 
where I've spent it. Was it food and entertainment? Was it children? You know, uh, was it transportation? What element of it was for household expenses? And that really lets me plan ahead and to be able to do a yearly sort of cash budget that then you can start incorporating other things into that if you've got any savings or extra disposable income. Okay, that's interesting. So would you say that you're sensible with money? Yes, I would say I'm sensible with money. I do think twice before spending it because, you know, it's difficult to earn and we work hard um, to earn the money. And so think twice before spending. But yes, I would say I'm sensible in managing my finances. I think that's one of the things that, you know, people quite often have problems with. And that brings me, you know, to my next question. What do you enjoy spending on and how do you plan for spending on wants rather than the needs, you know, so the wants are like those little luxuries in life? So I sort of work on a 50-30-20 budget. And that basically means that I distribute my monthly income into 50% of my needs, 30% are my wants, and 20% are like my budget and savings. What do I like spending on? I like holidays. So that will go into my wants. And once there's enough, you know, um, would plan a holiday. And I think it's really important because in the life that, in the consumerism life that we're living in, you know, every time we go to the mall, we end up spending money. And it's about being really sensible. Is this what I need right now? Can I do without it? And really thinking about what is it that is going to make you happy. And for me, it's sort of adventure travel, whether that's hiking or going on some sort of an adventure holiday. And that's what I focus on. Yeah, I think that's a really good way to look at it. And and it's more about experiences rather than having, you know, multiple bags or shoes or, you know, three wardrobes full of clothes or something like that. I mean, because that's where you make memories, right? It's in the experiences, whether that's with your spouse, friends, children, you make lasting memories. And I think that's really key for this day and age for the people to recognize and realize that you've got 10 pairs of shoes, 11th going to give you any memories that you're going to be able to take away versus doing something together as a family. Absolutely. And as Marie Kondo would say, does it bring you joy? Um, Yeah. I think it's really that's really good advice. What about your financial milestones? How have you achieved some of them already? And you know, how how did you do that? So one of the key sort of milestones would be having your own house and not having to rent. And yes, I've achieved that. And I think that was key is when you're an expat living in Dubai, you end up renting. And there are some people that rent for like 20, 25 years of living here. And as an accountant, I was adamant that, no, we'd have to get a property of our own. I think if we think then once you've bought one property that you're living in, my next sort of milestone was buying investment properties, whether back in the UK or here, to build up, you know, sort of wealth. And in the first, you know, 10, 15 years, you're not going to get anything out of that property because the mortgage will be paid with a rental that comes but one fine day, there'll come a time when it's all paid for. And that's either, you know, assets for your children or for yourself, for your retirement, for you to have that sort of income coming in. So for me, financial milestones have been in terms of things like this, where 
I do a lot in the area of supporting women with financial literacy. And financial literacy leads to being financially independent. And I think that's key. Definitely. And it also gives you that feeling of, you know, kind of empowerment that whatever it is that you're working for, your money is going to you rather than, for example, you know, going to a landlord or a bank to pay off a high interest credit card or personal loan or something like that. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Can I ask, what is it that you do differently with your personal finances compared with, you know, non-finance professionals, you know, like our listeners, like me, for example? I think this helps because I am a chartered accountant by profession. And I think some people think I go overboard. Um, But what I do do, you see, you might be doing your monthly analysis of how much money you've spent. And that is the sort of basics that everyone should really be doing, even if they're not not finance specialists, is knowing X amount is your salary and this is how much is going to go out monthly, leaving you, if anything, that is what your savings are and putting that immediately into a savings fund. But I think the way I go a bit more over and above and beyond is um, doing a cash flow budget. So it's a monthly budget that shows the net cash flow and the balance bank balance so the closing bank balance and then the following month you'll see an opening bank balance and then the net cash flow giving you a closing bank balance and so if i look at it on a yearly basis every january i know what closing bank balance i want by december and you know of course there are unforeseen costs that come in that affect this and it's all about focusing on how much do i want to ensure that i have in the savings account by December. And therefore, if there are unforeseen costs that come through, I think, okay, well, you know, be it 20, 30,000 hasn't gone into the savings account, right? What am I going to need to do for the rest of the year to ensure I get to that closing figure? Okay. So is this something, for example, that we could learn? Yes. How? I mean, how? I mean, it seems starting at the beginning of the year, and I guess you're just, you know, what your salary is going to be every month. Um, And is that how you begin? Yep. So um, you could even go on Google and you'll be able to put in cash flow budget and you'll get a, a template out. And the template basically is monthly with your top line is your cash inflow, which is your salary. And you know what that is with any bonuses that you expect during the year. And then you've got cash outflow. And out of that would be mortgage, children's school fees that obviously you're going to put in different months when they actually go out, you know, holidays, you know, do, diwa, car, you just list every single outgoing that goes out and you get a bottom line called your net cash flow. And the way you get your net cash flow is inflow minus outflow. And then you've got your opening bank balance and you've got your closing bank balance. And then you just put a formula into it and you can see that if you if this was your expenses for the whole year, where is it that you're going to land in December? Okay, that sounds interesting. I think I might try that. I mean, I know that you start in January and we're already in March, but you could start now. Yes, anytime, anytime. And you just do it a 12-month period. And if you wanted to go a step further, Felicity, what you could do is every month put your actuals next to it because that's what your budgeted is. And if you put your actuals and build that spreadsheet on Excel, and it's done very simply on Excel, you don't need any great, amazing software, Um And if you put your actuals in, you can see the variance between actual and budget. 
And in order for you to see exactly, oh, why did I overspend this month or why did I underspend this month? And then it gets really interesting. Ah, okay. So it's also being quite honest with yourself as well. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So what would be, you know, your best advice for our listeners to begin their savings investing journeys or even to stay on track with their financial goals? I think the important thing is financial literacy. I'm not saying go do an chartered accounting qualification and that's the only time you're going to be able to do this no not at all what I am saying is become financially literate understand what is an asset what is a liability what is income what are the expenses and if you fail to plan you're planning to fail so at the end of each month just sit down and go through your expenses of what money went out and where you see you're overspending Think about in what area are you overspending and see if you can curb that. You need to be making some sort of a saving every single month. And I think that's key and that's important. Be that 500 dirhams or 1,000 dirhams, whatever it is, there needs to be some sort of an emergency fund that you're putting this in. Open a savings account um, in your bank that you're with right now so it's easy for you to transfer or another bank, but open a savings account. You've got to start thinking about buying your own rather than renting. And then as you go forward, thinking about, you know, building either it's a property portfolio or you need to think about how can you earn money that's not the one where you're working nine to five in a job and getting a salary. And it's about planning for that future. That's very good advice. And I think planning ahead, you know, which is what you do, I think that's really the best way definitely yeah for sure so if you fail to plan you're planning to fail if we could all stick to that motto and be able to just become a little bit more financially literate i think that's the key thank you this week to fazila gopalani head of the association of chartered certified accountants in the middle east if you would like advice on your personal finance issues you can write to me at pf at the national.ae and remember pf stands for personal finance Please do subscribe to Pocketful of Dirhams on your podcasting app to receive updates and also leave us a review so we know what you think. This episode was produced by Arthur Edison and Dua Farid and I've been your host, Felicity Glover.